Welcome to Summon Your Superhuman. I'm your host, Ria Mestiza, holistic health coach, mind-body performance practitioner, and this is the Pull the Curtains Back insight into how everyday superheroes have experienced tapping into their superhuman potential. To go from fear, frustration, and struggle to soaring next-level astronomical heights, I believe we all have more amazing within us than we know. I believe we all have unique superpowers, and I believe we all deserve to be our superhuman best. So let's dive in. Today, Superhuman, I have a guest coming to us all the way from Bend, Oregon. His name is Onjay Maliska. What's up, everybody? (laughs) Welcome to the show, Onjay. I just want to quickly let people know a bit about you, which is that you are a certified clinical herbalist and health coach who specializes in optimizing and enhancing the process of detoxification. He recognizes that increasing environmental toxicity is making it extremely difficult to achieve and maintain vital health. Amen, my new brother from another mother. Welcome to the show, Anjay. Thank you so much for having me, Ria. I'm just such a pleasure, such a privilege to be here. Um, I'm really excited to have you here. We obviously had a, a good friend of ours, Nelia. Shout out, Nelia, for uh, introducing us. And I, I totally understand why she would want us both to, you know, drop some gem- some gems and really dive into the body, the science, the the tools to help us live a revitalized and rejuvenated, I mean, our best life, truly. To thrive and just to perform mm-hmm. optimally. I mean, like, I think that's, one of the biggest things is that there's been just an increasing normalization of just suboptimal subpar health. And we've just accepted that as truth and as fact, but really we can break beyond that and to level up and to really experience vital health. Yeah. A hundred percent. So take us uh, for a deep dive into a little bit about your story. Yeah. Well, it was, it's been a few years ago now that I, at 22, 23 years old, I'm 26 now, started to experience some really bizarre symptoms, uh, brain fog, fatigue, and other neurological sensitivity, sensitivity to sounds, to smell. And really, I was so confused. My wife and I at the time, well, actually, she wasn't, she was just my girlfriend at the time. And we had been traveling out of our self-converted sprinter van. And all of a sudden I noticed some like headaches coming on prior to all those symptoms and was really trying to deduce that. But then just a whole onslaught of all these symptoms just started flooding in. And I would just had been hopping from doctor to doctor to doctor and really all the labs that they were running, just your, you know, regular blood panel, we're coming back. It's like, Oh yeah, you're, you're, you're normal. You're fine. Right. it's like, I am not feeling fine. The only thing that on black and white, as far as what they were diving into just regular physicians, family physicians and whatnot, were just like, Oh yeah, you have a uh, low testosterone. And, you know, like along that journey, going from different, um, you know, doctors in other fields, even neurologists and endocrinologists, And then really didn't start making traction on this until, you know, I started exploring a little bit more of alternative medicine, seeing integrative practitioners, naturopaths, 
And my wife had kind of did a blast, you know, shout out on Instagram for everything that I was experiencing. And so we started to get a little bit of leads there. Like one, uh, a family friend had tagged a naturopathic doctor and she came out with a really bold claim. It was like mold or lime a hundred percent and things that I'd never really thought about up until that point. But like looking in hindsight, I grew up going to Connecticut in the United States of basically one of the main epicenters of Lyme disease. And then also reflecting back on all these different mold exposures that I had prior to that van conversion, I was living in a converted school bus in the temperate rainforest of Oregon over um, outside of Eugene in particular. And this started just molding over. And so, I'm, I, you know, slowly it's, it's, you know, it's kind of all over the place because I'm just had to like, be putting the pieces together yeah. and what have you. I saw a physician that specialized in hormones and was looking at that, um, at the low testosterone, low androgen hormones. And that next ne uh, neurologist that I saw, like really started to dismiss and invalidate everything that I was experiencing. I was sitting, brought my family and my parents and my wife in with me into these doctor's appointments for that support and that guidance. And just that validation, because I hadn't really received much up until this point. And he comes in, he's like, what are you trying to, you trying to get, or trying to get pregnant? Because I was taking clomiphene, which in females, you know, helps increase fertility and what have you. Mm. And for males really helps boost that innate uh, testosterone production. So just left and right, just getting just shot down from physicians and other people that I really respected. And then even family and friends really started to question everything that I was experiencing, mm -hmm. just like all in your head or, you know, it's just psychosomatic. And I'm like, I'm not making any of this up. I, I don't, I want to be living my best life. I want to be thriving, mm -hmm. but why am I just chronically fatigued day in and day out and can't re remember my close friends and family's names even starting to have a hard time even just articulating myself and myself and, and putting sentences together became very challenging. Finally had gotten some of those leads with the mole and the lime. And, you know, this is a long story, but I, I go to, I get a referral to a physician that this friend, you know, highly respected. However, when I go in, there was a, um, a homeopathic doctor. He hooks me up to his electroacupuncture machine and, you know, really comes to a really quick conclusion that, oh, it's, it's Lyme disease, but really without any proper diagnosis. I understand, you know, empirical testing, but like when you send me out of the door with some of the most heavy antibiotics that I'm taking day in and day out, just you know, like a duffel bag full of supplements and herbal medicines and homeopathic solutions. And I'm injecting into my body multiple times per day. It just derailed everything. And I basically became bedridden from that point for about five months and was just like, what the hell happened? You know, I mean, this, this physician probably practicing, I mean, with all the most altruistic intent, but I guess, performing some of the most inappropriate practices of medicine that unfortunately I had to experience and was just kind of like a, a, you know, a pat on the back, like, oh yeah, you know, you can handle it. You can take it. But like, 
really it took me about five months from that point just to get back to my baseline. I mean, I couldn't get out of bed. I was just pain throughout my body, my joints, just inflammation everywhere. And leading up and up to this point, you know, initially I thought I had been taking somewhat good care of my body. However, you know, everything that I've learned now, I really wasn't supporting my body and my health in the way that I initially thought. Cause I was a little bit dabbling into nutrition and, but things had kind of spiraled out of control even years before this, where I basically had developed an eating disorder as well. So what I take from all that now is that I, I can really see how we can employ some of these techniques, nutrition, diet, to be able to give love to ourselves rather than something that is actually self-sabotaging, which is another thing that I've really had to heal through and change my relationship with food. And this obviously like this suffering, this adversity has been fit, had been fit or that I had faced really had propelled that awareness in that kind of enlightenment in that area from that bedridden state. I think back to it, I, I basically, my, my wife and I lost everything at, at, up until that point, the van that we were living in, and then our home that we had moved into and had black mold and other water intrusion, water damage without the uh, landlord informing us, had to leave there and basically became dependent on my parents and they had were moving. And so we just kind of tagged along because like up until that point, I really couldn't during that time, I couldn't do anything. You know, I couldn't support my wife. I couldn't even support myself, you know, became fully dependent on their help and guidance. And then I, you know, was receiving some help from some physicians, a naturopath here in Bend, but everybody just seemed to be like shooting into the dark, you know, and, and didn't really like have the energy, the means, the time to actually help support me build up these habits that constitute like the principles of health, you know, my emotional centeredness, my diet, nutrition, my detoxification. Um, I mean, eventually I had to start retraining my limbic system from all the sensitivities that I started to develop to chemicals, just this whiff of tide would just completely just level me, you know, put me back into the bed, even though, you know, I started to regain some energy after that five month period you know, during that, those darkest times, especially of just like, what do I actually do with myself in this moment in time, you know, and, and during basically the dark night of my soul of that transformation, that metamorphosis, I was just learning. I was educating myself because I couldn't really do anything else. I was just kind of laying in bed all day and really started to test and apply and experiment with you know, a bunch of different new, um, especially nutrition. That was one of the first and foremost, uh, for a while I had been eating a, a vegan diet that was really high in carbohydrates and sugar and in processed foods. And then really started to embrace more of a nutrient dense approach to eating. And since I had become so sensitized, um, and my body can really ha handle, um, the carbohydrate load that I was initially consuming, I would just like puff up my just crazy brain fog and inflammation. So mm -hmm. really had to start understanding and started to explore um, a ketogenic diet just to reduce that neural and inflammation 
and to move from a different energy substrate, you know, utilizing ketones for energy and for fuel, because really my body was having a hard time actually utilizing glucose. Like during this whole state, you know, uh, our mitochondria basically go on this, the cell danger response. And there's multiple phases of that. And basically within a chronic illness, which I come had come to find my diagnosis has been chronic inflammatory response syndrome induced by biotoxins, mm. i.e. mold, uh, actinomyces and other bacteria that actually contribute to that basically, uh, it, igniting that inflammatory response and that just recycling of inflammation and keep getting re-exposed and re-exposed. Yeah. From there, once I started kind of gaining a little traction in my health and my recovery, you know, I started recognizing like, yeah, the products that I was utilizing, you know, just conventional, maybe like health and uh, beauty products or just like personal care products just filled with heavy metals and parabens, phthalates, you know, the list goes on, bisphenols, all these different things. And obviously contributing to so much of a stress and a burden on my body. So going through and just taking an audit of all these different things. Unfortunately, one of the biggest ones was the house that I had moved into with my, my folks during that time when I was bedroom, I come to find out I had bought it, brought in a building biologist and did a, an ERMI test and a couple others finding out that it had a really high fungal load in the home as well. It was a 120 year old cabin. So another hit there, you know, like finally gaining a little bit of composure and then getting another hit. And like this condition in particular is so challenging to be able to find a clean environment especially one that doesn't have, have mold growth and, and, um, water damage. So my wife and I, we've had to move around from place to place. We, we moved out to Florida and that's actually where I started gaining a little bit more traction and understanding of the condition I was up against. Mm -hmm. So some physicians have helped me along the way, but really the, my own research and everything diving into that, because really a common theme that I've recognized going into a physician, especially I've been having to pay exclusively out of pocket to my insurance, lost my insurance. And a lot of these, you know, other practitioners in these fields, you know, might not take on insurance. And I, I understand that, but, you know, it really puts somebody in a, a really tricky situation. So I got to the point where it's like, I can't afford to go and, and just be hoping that somebody will heal me. You know, I really had to start taking more agency over my health and well-being and has, you know, led me to find, discover my passion in, in a lot of these, a lot of these areas and want to help see other people thrive and heal because really, you know, these physicians, they, once we go into their office and we, we see, we get this advice and maybe some prescriptions and recommendations here and there. They're not, they're not there to hold your hand through it all. Like they go home after work, but when you're experiencing a chronic illness and these symptoms, it's 24 seven. So really, yeah. Regaining our ability to heal and to, to thrive and to educate ourselves and, and, and really take back our power. Awesome. Thank you, Anjay. You really took us 
through the entire journey. And I think that's important because there's just, there's so much to unpack there, you know, like usually we, we just uh, give the, the excerpt, you know, like this is sort of what happened to me and the ending. And then people don't understand how painful and frustrating and just everything like that whole, like I've gone through my similar journey, which we, we, we spoke briefly about. And it's like, I, I feel your pain, you know, it's, you go from one practitioner to one doctor to, you know, this specialist to that specialist. And then they're all telling you different things. And majority of them were also telling me it's all in your head. You're a healthy person, you know, it's all in your head. Maybe you should, you know, go see a psychiatrist. And it's like, well, I, because I'm a healthy person, don't you think I should be able to feel that something's not right within me, <laughs> you know? Exactly, exactly. And, and I think the difference, you know, well, the, the similarities between you and I is that we didn't just accept that. And a lot of the people that I work with, you know, they've exhausted themselves by trying to find all these different people and help. And most of them had almost reached the end and just they'd either had accepted that these conditions are something that they have to live with, or they just accepted the fact that, you know, it maybe there isn't anyone out there that can help me. Mm. And I think that's why it's it's valuable that to have people like you and I out there that have lived and breathed these experiences. You know, we we're not doctors, but we have life experience in in all of all of the things that you know you're potentially experiencing because even with what I'd gone through, I was hypersensitive to, you know, histamine releasing foods. Mm. but it's not just okay eliminate histamine releasing foods for the rest of your life it's like no there's deeper deeper rooted issues there that need to be addressed and so it's a similar thing with you right yeah because mold toxicity that's no joke that's a serious business and and any toxicity but mold toxicity my goodness you know and going through just yeah I mean, I feel for you and I, I, I so appreciate that you've shared all that with us. And I know that there are people that are going to listen to this that are going through what, you know, you're going through and be like, I have similar things like that. But what I, I think I would love for us to dive deeper into is chronic inflammation because mm. it is prominent in everybody. You know, it's yes. heightened in people like, your, you know, like us. Uh, and then there are others who dance on the lines of it and just you know don't think too much of it but for those people i encourage you don't wait until it slaps you in the face like it did mm -hmm. for us you know mm -hmm. you have an opportunity now to listen to two people who heart over you know hand over heart want you to start to take charge and control of of your body and your in its beautiful ability to heal yeah, because when you dip below that threshold of health, like it really becomes so much more challenging to actually regain vital health. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, inflammation, systemic inflammation, like that's kind of, I mean, one of the biggest underlying causes of disease and symptoms and just, you know, lacking energy and, you know, actually the ability to thrive, you know, and mm -hmm. we're really not set up in our environment one or just our lifestyles as another, I think we've been become so abstracted from obviously from nature, just our roots and like what we evolved, the conditions we evolved to actually truly thrive in 
but have become so acclimated and just desensitized to all the, the different products and you know, toxic containing agents that we're applying to our bodies, the municipal water that we're drinking, Mm -hmm. the non-organic foods that we're consuming, everything, the, just the, the stress that we are under and, you know, it's just perpetual and really starts, you know, activating a lot of different things in the body. I mean, specifically for me dealing with mold, uh, you know, I've noticed, you know, just heightened sensitivity, sensitivity to a lot of things I can understand with like histaminic foods, mast cell activation. I've, I've uh, recognized that, you know, like I've had to really be very strategic about what I am consuming, you know, even lowering my, the oxalates and, um, you know, even FODMAPs and like all these other different things. And I think, you know, there's so many particularities, but, you know, really getting down to some of the, the basics you know, cause like we have to start somewhere and, um, yeah, specifically with, with my condition to chronic inflammatory response syndrome, basically when we think about the inflammation, like essentially this starts becoming, um, recycled inflammatory molecules and cytokines and like these, these processes within the body that really start just keep having a site, uh, heightened in over hypervigilant response. So it becomes super problematic. And, you know, with me throughout this, without throughout this journey, I know I was initially speaking on, you know, some of my, my story there, you know, it took me a long time to actually start fully applying all these different principles of vital health. And it wasn't until I really started to educate myself more going into herbalist and holistic healing programs that I was able to start actually um, getting some frameworks and how to actually make this more applicable and easier digestible for, for others, you know? Mm. Well, I think for, for you, you would have had to go through just as well, say extreme detoxification process as I did, because I went, I had to eliminate every histamine releasing food, which was 90% of the food that I was actually eating. So I'd go and, you know, and I took that as a challenge. I went, you know what, I'm going to flip this on its head. I'm going to eat all the, you know, everything else that, that I'm able to eat, but it's really, really restrictive. And I did it for a very, very long time. And I don't wish that upon anybody. It was very, very difficult socially, mentally uh, to, to go through. I mean, I've done bodybuilding competitions that is nothing compared to what I had to go through having to do all of that, you know, and because I'm trying to purify and detoxify my body with healing foods, herbs, you know, I would, it just, it it was about restoring my body's health, eliminating the environmental toxins, parabens from products that I was using, you know, going through a full, just gut cleansing, just restoring it. Just, Yeah. That's, that's one of the biggest ones. And I think it's like, yeah, you know, becoming, building up that resiliency because, you know, we can try to insulate ourselves as much as possible from the world and like, you know, reduce everything down to like, okay, this is like really what I am limited to with what I can consume and what have you, and just like try to sustain that throughout life. But really, you know, why are we in this situation to begin with and getting down to those root causes and address that and build that resiliency over time. So, you know, we don't have to feel so constricted. Mm. And 
a lot of what you said as well, uh, you know, it affecting your gut, but then neurologically it was affecting your mind. And, you know, on a base level for, for you listening, it's, it's that inability to really think clearly and your inability to assimilate and digest food. You know, it is not actually normal to only die, you know, eliminate food every few days. You're supposed to do that daily. It's supposed to be a daily cleansing ritual, (laughs) you know, and these are all signs and symptoms that something's not right within the body. And it's imbalances imbalances exactly you know and you're a young man on jay like you you experienced low testosterone levels at a young age when you're supposed to be you know your peak and the these things are also quote not normal you know be feeling like crap is not normal not at all and like one thing i wanted to mention about the gut I, i think our gi system is one of the most imperative systems to actually really support because it is interconnected, interrelated and influences all these other major organ systems of our body. It informs our nervous system to be in a calm or on high alert. It informs our, um, basically our, uh, our hormone production as well. And also specifically our immune system, about 70% of it resides in our gut, you know, and we have this epithelial lining of the gut and eventually that gut lining starts to deteriorate from all these inflammatory foods. And that can kind of cross into our bloodstream and start causing more inflammation. And, you know, throughout just systemic, it informs our metabolism to build up, grow or break down and clean house. Mm-hmm. And I think now with, especially the standard American diet, I'm sure with over there in Australia as well, much like the West, same. <laughs> westernized diets, especially mm-hmm. consuming such high amounts of sugar, refined carbohydrates, Uh, you know, oxidized fats and oils, like especially the overconsumption of, of sugar and carbohydrates, just leading to an elevated insulin response. And we're constantly in a state of anabolism growth, Mm. you know, without actually having that catabolism and breaking down of bodily bits, being able to, especially, I mean, one of the biggest tools that I've been able to utilize is intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. to really get into that, that deep state of autophagy being cellular renewal and intermittent fasting helps upregulate detoxification genes as well. So, I mean, throughout, and that's another thing with just looking at the conditions of ancestral people, like we had abundance food sometimes and we had less food other times. So it's like, how can we mimic, you know, our roots, how, where we evolved from and the conditions that we evolved to truly thrive in and being able to bring that more into our daily lives. You know, I think that's going to be a big one is like looking backwards, you know, looking back back into history, you know, because Mm -hmm. I feel like now it's gotten to the point where it's like, we're always searching for some new technology to save us and just to rely and depend on that technology, technology that's actually leading to the decline of health on a collective level. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. There's so much, so much, so much there. And the the key is, and part of your story was having to go back and think about your own history. Number one, you know, where you've lived, what you've done, similar to me, uh, right, right back to childhood, you know, the things that I'd put into my mouth and my habits and, and exposures and living and 
you really do. You've got to take audit of yourself and and look back and go, what have I done to myself? And why am I now being, I don't want to say punished, um, but why am I now suffering from previous choices? And also looking into your heritage background. So you're talking about like historically, you know, there are areas that only ate, you know, certain things or, or you know, um, areas that only have, they have lots of fish, you know, in the, in the yeah. Arctic and or places that are farmed. You know, you got to look at your ancestry a little bit too, because I find that very interesting with myself and in my clients. It's like, okay, I, you know, I'm Italian and Filipino. So I've got mm. um, two very different cultures uh, yeah. of, of you know cool, e- <laughs> eating habits but you know it's one of the things that I even said to my parents like when you were growing up what did you eat for breakfast you know it's like to my dad for example being Italian what did you eat for breakfast uh you know sausages eggs you know it was a really mm-hmm. high protein fat diet because they would be working on the farm then they wouldn't come back in until lunch and then that's what he would eat for lunch and I was like well then why are you having toast for breakfast here mm. or why yeah, are you having a dra- biscuit with your coffee you know drastic <laughs> alteration in diet and like the foods that we have access to and everything mm-hmm. like that i mean speaking speaking for me like growing up just pop tarts and cereals and Ugh. gummy worms and you yep. know like my mom she would make some good meals in the evening but even still it's like you know, standard American diet, really. Mm-hmm. And then just all the abuse I put under my, especially during my teenage years of a, a lot of drug experimentation and, you know, things that I'm like, okay, kind of makes sense that I got into this predicament, but, and now trying to, you know, I mean, obviously have like worked my way out, climb my way out of that by really equipping myself with the knowledge and like really trying honing in that discipline and building these habits over mm-hmm you know, over time to really support health over a lifetime. I think that's a big one, you know, because like physicians and doctors, like they have their place, but if like, we can't even support our health on these foundational levels, it's like, we're not actually going to be, um, you know, getting to where we truly want to be. If, you know, we're just relying, depending on, you know, a single pharmaceutical or a pharmaceutical that creates a side effect that you need another, another pharmaceutical yeah. to counteract, you know, it's exactly. just like, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. Let's focus on preventative medicine, you know, preventative things that we can put into place. Now, if you have a strong gut, you have a strong immune system. If you have a strong mm. immune system, then you're less likely to get sick and it's a beautiful place to be, you know? And the reason why I guess now I, I, I've heard what you, how you used to eat when you were younger is similar to me as well. I grew up on sugary cereals and pop tarts and Nutri-Grain here in Australia, which is uh, just, it's just sugar for breakfast with milk. Oh, yeah. Then I used to add more sugar on it because it wasn't sweet <laughs> enough sometimes. Same, same. Oh, it <laughs> disgusts me now when I think about it, you know, and no yeah. wonder we'd put ourselves in, in a vulnerable place without even really realizing it for disease, yeah. you know. So, and, yeah. I, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things is like living as a modern human today, like the reality of is that that is like we are living under so much toxin exposure. Like it, we live in a time when it's like hundreds of thousands of evolutionarily novel industrial chemicals have been released into the human, into human ecosystems, into the consumer market without adequate testing. And especially how, especially the toxins and the things that we are exposed to, how those 
toxin effects start to accumulate and add up and synergize in the body, you know, like something that you're consuming and maybe, uh, you know, like a food that you're consuming and then also uh, aluminum and say like an antiperspirant or mm-hmm. whatever, how are those actually interacting and working in the body and creating even more damage and inflammation? Because really when toxins interact with our cells, they're causing inflammation, oxidative stress, cellular damage, cell dysfunction, and shortened cell life, with which ultimately means shortened life for us, because those are the foundational blocks of yes. our, our being, you know? That's and now with the rollout of 5G and, you know, really hyper-concentrated electromagnetic frequencies that really start disrupting the body at a molecular level, you know, and starts altering the physiology and how actually cells can communicate with one another. So, you know, we've kind of got ourselves into a pickle as, as modern humans, you know, with, and now we're really seeing the consequences of that, Mm. you know, just disease across the board, young and old kids, just out of the wound being highly sensitized, allergic, reactive, you know, it's, it's sad that like, we have to like live under these conditions because really it's not thriving. It's, you know, and it's sad that so much information isn't actually getting out and promoted to the public, but there's, you know, big, um, you know, interests involved in, um, you know, that, that bottom line of profits really overrides a lot of the information and the myriad of, uh, you know, journals on toxicity, especially, you know, and there's like such a great dissonance and disconnect between, you know, PhDs in their field studying this and doing this and actual like physicians in their field, like getting this information and being able to help patients along the way. You know, so it's, and there's, you know, obviously so many conflicting interests there, especially when pharmaceutical industries and everything gets involved. It's just, we're not, we're not set up uh, to truly thrive. So it's just becoming harder and harder each and every day. But really I like speaking on that resiliency is like, that's what we need to shoot for because we are moving into uncertain times. It's like, what is the terrain for a, pandemic to truly manifest and how that reflects on the state of human health. Mm, Exactly. And there are going to be, and there are, and there's an ever increasing amount of things that we cannot control in our environments and in what's being put on us, (laughs) right? Because we can't control, you know, 5g technology. We can't control a lot of the other things that not not everyone knows a lot about but what we can control is what we what we put on our skin what we put into our bodies and how we look after ourselves so we can control the vessel that we're in this vehicle Mm -hmm. this body is this temple of ours needs to be nurtured and loved to the greatest degree to combat any outside intrusion and so what are some of the things that you usually would encourage people on Jay to try to take charge of the things we cannot control, you know, Definitely. to armor ourselves? I think one of, one of the biggest things, like one of the most vital pieces to our existence is oxygen, air, and being indoors and living such sedentary lives, like just the way buildings are constructed nowadays and the materials of the VOC and the off-gassing of all these things, like 
one of the things to obviously prioritize is being outside more, getting out into nature, opening up your windows, letting air through. That's another reason for a lot of uh, mold and other microbial growth in the home is because of air tightness and certain uh, regulations and, and building codes, what have you. But also just investing in a high quality air purifier, like an air doctor, a molecule, an Austin air. Those are some really incredible things that we can do. Granted, it's, it's uh, you know, some of them are fairly expensive, but it is an investment towards our health and it's going to be really doing this really good in, in the long run. Next up, water. Obviously, we can't live very long without water. And municipal water, just public water you get from the tap is just riddled with heavy metals, pharmaceutical residues, some myriad of things. Mm -hmm. So if you have access to good spring water, like directly from a spring that has been tested as well, because obviously just with contamination and other pollution that can be problematic. Next up would be like a, um, a solid block carbon filter. I, I don't know if you're familiar with like a Berkey filters and whatnot. Yep. And then, you know, another option would be reverse osmosis. Granted that will kind of deplete some of the minerals and stuff like that to it. So kind of reintroducing those can be helpful. Um, another thing, especially with water is if having a, even a, a shower filter mm. is really worthwhile because of you know, thinking about it, like you're in a really enclosed space, the vapors and just the, uh, the steam that's coming off that, like these chemicals that are and toxins that are in municipal water are just like vaporizing and you're breathing that in. So having a good, um, shower filter is another good thing coming up on food. It's like, I know everybody's just like, Oh, you know, it's very expensive to eat healthy, but it's like, it's try living with a chronic illness or disease and how expensive that becomes, you know, and it's like, might as well start investing in your health now and prioritizing organic foods. Obviously there's some lists out there. I think the environmental working group has a good thing of like, even if you aren't going to assume consume organic foods, you got your dirty dozen and your clean 15, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. But even if you do have the means and you have the space and you, growing a garden, like that's been one of my biggest passions too. Uh, something that I was actually doing up until my health challenges was uh, agriculture, permaculture. I know, you know, the origin of permaculture uh, mm -hmm. design being in, in Australia, David Holmgren, Bill Mollison. And, um, you know, but being chron chronically fatigued at that point, I just couldn't sustain that manual labor and that work. But, you know, just even having a simple like windowsill garden of herbs, especially herbs, you know, things that you can just include into your, into your diet and just like, you know, spice up your life a little bit in your foods, but also have such incredible polyphenols and other just constituents in those foods that really help support our body's health with our homes, like going back to the, um, you know, air purifier and what have you, but you know, there's a lot of like VO, uh, low VOC paints and other building materials that can be beneficial. Also at school or work, you know, I mean, thinking about like working in agriculture, I only wanted to go into the regenerative and organic agriculture because I really didn't want to be exposed to, you know, glyphosate and the herbicides and pesticides and the synthetic fertilizers, because that obviously doesn't align just with my, my health goals, but also just this, the health of the environment and just the way that I recognize how 
we can develop certain ecosystems and build that ecology in a garden, how we can build that ecology internally as well by supporting our microbiome with incredible foods, especially ferments, which I know can be sometimes problematic with, you know, histamines, but you know, that's going to be um, specific to the individual. As far as electricity and EMFs goes, obviously like blue light, you know, reducing our screen time, having blue light glasses, these aren't, these are prescription, but they have, you know, a little bit of a blue light um, blocking element to it. But, you know, there's some that are on the market because it's like, you know, it's incredible that we can communicate here right now all, all the way on the other side of the world. So we don't have to become like Luddites or anything like that to like actually support our health and actually be, um, you know, utilizing some of these incredible technologies because they are blessings. Mm-hmm. However, they can be problematic if we're not using them responsibly. So, you know, shutting off the screens, especially like later in the night, wearing blue light glasses, low Kelvin lights. Are you familiar with that light spectrum and mm. how, you know, that influences just a uh, melatonin release and everything like that? Absolutely. What I do in particular, as far as um, Wi-Fi and internet, I just have um, hardwired internet. I don't have any Wi-Fi in my place. And, you know, there's reasons for that, but, um, you know, thinking about, remember dial up internet, Yes, <laughs> you know, like it's, um, you know, it hasn't been that long since we had to just like plug into the wall for internet. Like, mm-hmm. I think many people have forgotten about that, but it is something that can be really nice to not have that constant EMF and r- radiation exposure. Yes. Granted, you can have that throughout the day. I think the best thing would be if you do have Wi-Fi, turn it off at night. You know, I even just turn off my electricity into my room because of, you know, residual dirty electricity that's coming out of the outlets and things like that can really kind of, you know, create a little bit of a disharmony within, you know, just obviously our melatonin production and just our sleep cycles and everything like that. Yeah. So that's, that's one that I've been able to utilize. And also with just personal care products, I, going obviously a more natural route, but then also reducing and minimizing. Cause I feel like, you know, we all have these products for all these different things, you know, they're marketed to us. Like, Oh, this is the next great, you know, best thing that we need to have in our medicine cabinet or mm-hmm. a beauty product that we apply to ourselves. Um, but once you start obviously working on your internal ecology and the health of your gut and the health of all these different things, like it's going to be manifesting and expressing externally on your skin as well, because the skin is also an incredible detoxification organ where there's elimination that is taking place. Mm-hmm. But if we're supporting our health internally, it's going to be reflected externally as well. So, yes, exactly. you know, I, I, I'll go into like, you know, like <laughs> there's the so much that like, Anjay, you could go on and on. on honestly, yeah. brother, I, I feel you. I honestly, <laughs> I just, I, I, I'm happy to let you go, you know, like you've dropped so much there and I, it's, I let you go because I understand, you know, when, when you come from a place where we've been, where we are hypersensitive to so, so much, there is no stone you leave unturned, right? <laughs> Literally. So you're just thinking, oh my God, Andre's told me like, I gotta be, you know, gotta, I, like we started with simple things like yeah. air and water which, you know, is so things that we really take for granted, you know, especially when you, when you get really unwell mm-hmm. and 
breathing, <laughs> the necessity for how and how to breathe well. Like I know it sounds nonsensical because it's just like, oh, you're talking about water and air and we get it, but you have to start at your base. And, yeah. you know, to live, we need air, we need water, we need nourishing foods. And, you know, to, it's the right foods for you because, look, look, I had foods that if I ate caused me harm. So you got to find an inflammatory foods, which I know is something else you're, you're very passionate about, but, you know, that, that could probably be a whole other episode. Yeah. You know, there's so much to cover and I know it can (laughs) be very overwhelming. This stuff doesn't happen overnight. These changes it's over a a long period of time, but once you start feeling the effects and how good you feel Mm. like you, you don't want to go back. Yeah. And you know, that, that propels you and motivates, I know for me further to actually, you know, do the best that I possibly can because I want to feel vital. I want to feel optimal. I truly want to thrive in this life. So it's like, you know, obviously there's trade-offs to be made and we're not perfect, but we're, you know, doing the best that you can and starting small and building upon that foundation is going to be, you know, obviously the most advantageous. Exactly. And that's why I was saying like, start with the things that you can control and then filter out into the things that have previously been out of your control. I mean, you know, most people wouldn't think about um, paint, you know, in the different kinds of paints and all of these sorts of things that are in our environments, which, you know, can, can cause us, us harm on many, many levels. So it's just getting your mind thinking today about uh, all the different things that you can audit and look into and, and so forth, which leads me to a question on Jay that I ask everyone who's been on the show. And that yeah, is, that? what does summoning your superhuman mean to you? Wow. Um, it means embracing vulnerability. And sometimes like throughout this whole process and being in the depths of being like bedridden for that time, like I truly had to surrender to that and had to, you know, let go to, uh, from a preconceived idea of who I thought I was, you know, the identity that I constructed and built around, my achievements and my abilities, my physical abilities and stuff like that. And without that, you know, eventually it just felt nothing. It was very depressing, but then I came to realize like I in so much more than, you know, these external feats or, you know, this, these material things that, you know, I pride myself, Oh, I had once pride myself in, but, you know, getting just down to that base level and embracing so much gratitude for the simplest things, the sun shining through the clouds, just the wind blowing past my skin and being able to feel that, feeling the warmth of the sun, like all these beautiful, magnificent, inconceivable miracles that we've, you know, eventually started to take for granted. And, you know, being able to go to that place of more of a childlike wonder, it's completely transformative on how I show up in this world, in this body, you know? So that's one of the biggest ones is the, the vulnerability, gratitude, surrendering to it all. It's, it's, it's powerful stuff. <laughs> it sure is. And it's a beautiful response. I, I think that, you know, journeys that you and I have gone through, you know, everything that you've gone through on Jay, it's making peace with the fact that it had to happen. It happened for a reason. 
and you know and you were able to go through and conquer and, and rise to the other side and now we're able to share the message and, and help many other people which you have certainly been able to help today thank so you I so much thank you thank you so much for your time today and thank you for being on the show and uh superhumans please connect with Anjay. he uh he has a, a quiz, uh, yeah. which is more like an audit as well. So don't think quiz in the literal sense, but please tell us yeah. a bit about it. It's, um, you know, kind of some of the things that we were covering as far as specific exposures. It's just getting the wheels turning on, you know, those specific elements in our life that maybe are contributing to a decline in health and maybe some symptoms or, you know, just lacking vitality. So going through those, bringing that awareness there, it's, you know, simple, just like uh, 12 questions and the results will provide you with a little bit of a, a game plan, a step-by-step process of, you know, being able to lessen some of that toxin burden on your body. So you can, you know, uh, have that energy to put forth other areas in your life. Brilliant. And I will put the link to that in the show notes. Cool. And um, I'll just say right now it's read right at heartledhealing.com forward slash quiz heartledhealing.com forward slash quiz. Easy to remember. Thank you so much again, Anjay. Thank you so much, Rhea. I really appreciate this. I'm I'm like in disbelief that the time flew that fast. Uh, (laughs) I know we had so much more that we could cover and go into. And definitely thank you so much. It's been a blessing to be here. Thank you so much for being here. I truly don't take it for granted that I've had the honor to speak with like-minded individuals like Anjay on the other side of the world and really connect on painful paths that we've been on but be able to tell the story from the other side to shed some light and show that there is light on what seems like a dark never-ending tunnel. So I hope that a lot of what we've spoken about has connected with you in what you've been searching for from this episode and don't be too overwhelmed by everything that we went into I could have easily dove in deeper to a lot of the little individual tips and tricks uh, that Anjay and I you know practice in our own lives but the key is what we both started with was the foundational things air water breath nourishment always start from the base and just figure out what is needed you know tune into yourself into your inner self to what you feel is right and necessary for you and start there And if you are interested in learning more about filtration and, you know, EMFs and all these things, there's so much great content out there. And I will no doubt dive deeper into each of these uh, in future episodes. So stay tuned, stay curious. And until next episode, strengthen your mind, body and soul muscles, superhuman, and stay amazing.